Iowa everywhere. This is Iowa Everywhere. And now, it's time for Two Guys Named Chris. Powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere. For the fans. Hello, what's going on? Welcome to Thursday, November 10th installment of Two Guys Named Chris. I am Chris Williams, joined as always by the pride of Birmingham, Alabama, Chris Hassel. Uh, he is with CBS and will be on the call. Of Bur- you told me Birmingham and... Um, North Texas. North Texas, Seth Luttrell, my guy. Yeah. I'm a big Seth Luttrell fan. He's a That's a future Big 12 coach. He'll be hey, a have you, perfect fit in the Big 12 somewhere. He's, he's great. And I think he could have gotten a head coaching job a few years ago, um, and he turned him down. Yeah. Uh, somewhere else. But now they're moving to the Americans, so we'll see what happens with that. But have you seen the line for this game? No. I, well, I'm sure I've seen it. What is it? You tell me. Well, I want you to guess because UAB is 2-4 and four in conference and yep. North Texas is 5-1 and one in conference. And this is in Birmingham. Yep. This is going to be a surprise line because UAB is loved by the odds makers. Um, UAB a three-point favorite. Six point favorite. Wow, that's bigger than I, that's a wow. That's a touchdown. But yeah, oh, it's a, it's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. The analytics. <laughs> here we go, leading with Conference USA again. But they love UAB. UAB is always getting mad respect from the. I've I've bet a lot of Conference USA games this year because I've just been watching them all, and it's a fun ass league, man. I, I enjoy it, is. it a lot. I'm looking forward to when we get to our top three games. The best game of the week is in the American, my green wave. I almost yes. wore my Tulane green wave t-shirt today. Uh, that I, I, It's pretty sick. It's got the badass logo. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Really? Is this a Tulane fight song, one. Matt Van Winkle? Apparently it is. I've, I've, I've called Tulane games, and I, I couldn't tell you, but I guess it is. Oh, Willie Fritz! Shout out to Fairway. I'm I'm excited because my mom and dad are taking one of my kids this weekend, so I only have one kid, which oh. feels like a vacation. Okay. I'm gonna smoke pork ribs all day. Get up early from Fairway, of course, and have them for the Iowa State Oklahoma State game at two thirty. I'm getting old where I like I really appreciate away games when I don't have to travel anymore and I mm-hmm. can just sit and watch games. And then I've got UFC 281 on Saturday night, which is a sick card. I mean, it's Who's the bad. headliner in that one? Adesanya's fighting, so it's like okay. anytime he fights, it's a big deal. So massive, massive sports day. And then Sunday, my my seven and one Minnesota Vikings taking on Buffalo, big one. Yeah, we got basketball going on. It's it's really a kind of a crazy time there's just so much going on right now and uh so much going on that you won't even ask me like how i'm doing what's up man i I just had a hurricane come through overnight and you're not asking me like are you all right this one didn't get the like publicity is the last one so like it it kind of just was like oh yeah there's another category one there's a category one late in the season i think it's the latest landfall for a, a hurricane on this side of florida but made landfall only about fifty miles north of here. You all right? We're fine. Chris? We're fi- we're fine, right? Chris. And yeah, I, I I know you're really concerned. 
No, we're fine. I, I didn't even see a branch down. We're good. When we had <laughs> like a 50 mile an hour that? winds. I know. It's well, people down here, they don't care. They don't care at all unless it's like a cat three or above. Yeah. So we're we're good. We're good. I've been keeping track from the other one. We've vacationed in Sanibel like a lot. That's like our favorite spot. And it's been it's been quite there's a restaurant it'd probably be like my favorite place in the world is what i like i just love it there and i am on their like facebook page and watching them mm-hmm. clean up and stuff and it's just like god yeah completely got wiped, wiped out an entire aisle well i'm glad you're okay chris that really makes me feel better here uh as we get things <laughs> you had no clue i was even in the path no i you know what i saw i got one of those like accuweather deals Last night on my oh there's a hurt but I didn't even think like oh hassle might be in the line of this so I apologize <laughs> very selfish of me. I didn't even think about you well, the last god, time I, I was hurt. like oh my god is Chris gonna be okay this right. time I was like yeah he made it the last time this one he's gonna make yeah you were right I made it uh, let's goes on let's start at Iowa Wisconsin because uh, it this is a you know rivalry game. But all of a sudden, it matters. We didn't really think that this game would matter much this year. Matters more and than we thought. I think that's relative. I mean, it, I think going yeah. into the season, I would have said this game is going to have a major impact on who goes to Indianapolis and wins the division and plays in the conference championship game. I really don't think that the winner of this game is going right. to be there. For the walk me through the scenario because I think I know it, but for the I'm sure there's some people in our audience who are curious on this. It's it's pretty simple. You got to root if you're an Iowa fan. You got to root against Illinois. Illinois is in the driver's seat, even though they did lose last week. They they opened the door a crack. If they beat Purdue though this week, it's pretty much over because they're going to have what what's basically a two game lead over everybody else in conference play with two games to go because they will have a tiebreaker over all the teams that are right behind them, like an Iowa team. That Sure, in, in the standings, they're one game back if Iowa wins and Illinois wins, but it's really a two-game lead because they have the head-to-head. So Illinois will basically lock it up with a victory against Purdue, and then all they would have to do is, is beat Northwestern the last yeah. game of the season, and they're in. Now, if they lose to Purdue this week, then things get really interesting. Then it is wide open because... Then you're going to lose to Michigan the following week. It's it's at Michigan, right? Then yeah. everybody's in play again. Purdue, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, all in play. If Purdue can upset Illinois, I, I think that's uh, that's a stretch though because of what we've seen from Purdue the last two games. They're beat up on defense. Uh, Iowa totally shut them down and now they're facing a a defense that's every bit as good as Iowa's defense in Illinois they've got the number one scoring defense in the country and it's at Illinois the fighting Illini are pissed after losing last week Uh, so I I think Illinois will win and and take care of business but it gets really 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 interesting if Purdue wins that game yeah it's one of the most fascinating games on the schedule and you, you would think There'll be a bounce back from Purdue as well. I mean, it's really because well, they're better. Than wouldn't they you have thought Iowa. that against Iowa though, after losing to Wisconsin, basically getting their ass kicked by Wisconsin, and then they Maybe. then yeah. they have Iowa and That's they look true. even worse. Yeah. So I don't know. Purdue. We'll see. They they might be a team that's that's just about had it 
this season and won't be able to turn it around. So, I, and, and that's kind of what I thought. I'm more on that side of things that Illinois okay. is going to bounce back and Purdue is not, but that that's a, uh, that's a noon Eastern time game, 11 central. So if, if Purdue wins that game, there's going to be a lot more juice at Kinnick stadium for that late afternoon kickoff because then you start to you start to have hope. You start to see it because I don't think there's any way Illinois is going into the big house and beating Michigan, and then all of a sudden Iowa can play their way into the Big Ten West Championship. Let's talk about this matchup a little bit because all of a sudden it's been funny. Like the the narrative is completely shifted because now the Iowa offense is, you know, it's like Kurt Warner to Isaac Bruce out there and Torrey Holt and. We got Marshall Falk. Um, it is interesting because Wisconsin's won eight of ten in this series. So it we've we've talked about this on the show before that they two teams that do the same thing. One generally just does it a little bit better than the other. Not a lot, right? These games are never blowouts. They're always close. Um, they fire their coach, Jim Leonard. The defensive coordinator is likely going to get promoted. I would think based on how they're finishing the schedule is the Iowa offense Chris is what we've seen the last two weeks a bit of a mirage that comes back to life against a good defense that knows how to play them and a defensive coordinator that's very familiar with Iowa or is this a step your foot on the gas and give the middle finger to Chris Hassel type of game yeah. And then what's Petrus going to say in the post game if they do that? I, <laughs> I, hope, I hope he calls it happens. you out. I'd love, uh, uh, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, he has no clue who I am. Um, <laughs> this is the biggest test for sure, right? I mean, you were facing a horrible Northwestern team, and you looked good. You did what, yeah. you did what you were supposed to do. Then against Purdue, you exercised the demons. You had a really good quarter. You put it out of reach. You, you were able to take your foot off the gas. They didn't do anything in the second half, really. But they didn't need to. Correct. Now you've got a Wisconsin team that is is feeling much better about themselves as well. A much better defense. A Jim Leonard that's really familiar with Iowa. They've done a great job scheming against Iowa throughout the last you know decade or so. You, you mentioned the stat. Wisconsin's won eight of the last ten. This is another step. Like last week we said Purdue. This is this is going to maybe define the offseason for the Hawkeyes. This might be the difference between changes across the board, fan outrage and whoa, okay. Wow, we beat Purdue, a team that many of us thought we weren't going to beat. This is a next step though cuz Wisconsin is better and Wisconsin is also a team that has slapped you around year in and year out and has been the bully of this Big Ten West that has been able to do what you do better than you for a long time. So I think it's going to be a lot harder for this Iowa offense this week. And this win, I think, would be even more impressive than the Purdue win if they get it. I I would agree the one thing about Wisconsin is I just don't trust their quarterback on the road in Kinnick Stadium. I, I, I think this is a setup where the Iowa defense could could feast a little bit. Like th- this has like a pick six type of game 
written it all written all over it to me. I mean, Mertz has been such a disappointment for them during his tenure. If you look, I'm pretty sure he was like the highest rated quarterback they ever signed. And I'm not positive on that, but if if he's not, he's one of. I don't know. Like this really is an important game for Petrus too, and not telling anybody anything they don't know, but. I mean, doesn't the Iowa-Wisconsin series, Chris, because of the limited possessions, hmm. I mean, it really comes down to turnovers, right? Most of the time, I would guess in this game, if you win the turnover battle, you're going to win the game. That's a great point, because if you're only seeing the ball eight times in a game, I mean, when you look at these, you know, the Tennessee-Alabama games, and you you look at a turnover in that game, that is far less damaging than a turnover in an Iowa-Wisconsin game where there just aren't many points scored and there aren't many possessions. So one turnover is almost like one and a half or two. And who's going to make that mistake? And I, I was at home. The crowd, I think, is going to be great. The, the fan base is re-energized. It's a, it's a great time for a game the the two thirty central time Huge. kickoffs especially this time of year when the sun's going down in the first half it gets totally dark in the second half rivalry game you have a chance to turn this season around it, it is going to be tough on on Graham Mertz but he didn't have to do anything in that Maryland game he completed five passes in the the 23-10 win against Maryland last time out they didn't need him because they just ran all over Maryland. They had two running backs go over 100 yards. Are they going to be able to do that against no. Iowa? No, but you saw what Corum did against Iowa in that Michigan offense. I mean, mm-hmm. that they they were able to get theirs when they needed to. They were able to run. Now, this Wisconsin offense is not the Michigan. Yeah, I, it's not. I don't know if I'll buy that just because I like I was I did a deep dive yesterday on Pro Football Focus. And Corum's the highest-rated running back in the country. He should go to and be a Heisman finalist. Corum should. Absolutely. He's that good. Absolutely. I would power rate him in the top five for sure right now for that. Um, yeah, Matt, could you pull it up on Circus Sports, please, and see what our number is for this game? Because this just screams under to me. Like, I mean, Leonard – I just think Leonard knows – I like, I did – in in no way do I think that Brian and Kirk Ferentz are going to go out there and outsmart Jim Leonard in this. Like, I, I what can Iowa's offense do to surprise Wisconsin? Is what I'm saying, and I don't think it's possible for Graham Mertz to complete five passes and beat Iowa. Like I just this no. is a this is a thirteen to ten. I don't know who wins the let, game. It's thirteen let's to ten. Not poo poo Braylon Allen here. I mean, this guy has gone for over a hundred yards each of the last four games. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a good running back too. I get it. He's but not I just, Blake Corum. But they don't have the outside good. threats that Michigan did that tempt the Absolutely Iowa defense not. to screw around, no. right? Like the Iowa defense knows exactly what's coming, and and if Graham Mertz is dropping back thirty times, you're you guys are going to win. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating chess match to me, except the problem is there's just no chess moves that either of these coaches can make that's going to surprise the other side. That's but As an but outsider, that's how have, I see this. Chris, who's going to have more of a surprise factor? Is it 
Wisconsin, Kirk Ferentz, or is it the guy who is in his fourth, fifth game as the head coach in Jim Leonard? I mean, oh, no doubt. I I see your point. I just I, I'm showing a lot of respect to the uh, yeah under 35 is the route I would go here. I mean, th- right? Am I wrong? Man, I, I always got to have a pick six or something to. I don't know. I just this is thirteen yeah, to ten. I mean, nine to three. It, it certainly seems that way. It, it certainly does. But it's just thirty-five points. That that if it closes there, that's going to go down as one of the ten lowest totals in college football history. And you're going to find ask, a lot of Iowa games in there. Uh, okay, so I'll do my locks of the week later, either today or tomorrow, and I will ask Mike Palm. What's the weather looking like Saturday and? In the great state of Iowa. Cold. Hopefully better than last week. It's going to be cold. It's going to be under 30 and blustery. So What? Under yeah. 30? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be cold. Like, the high tomorrow here is like 27 or something like that. It's going to oh get really cold. Oh, my God. Well, now it, I see why you're all but, bundled up there. No, with Hassel, the it's like 70 out right now. Is it really? Yeah. It's like 70 out right now on the high see, tomorrow. See, this is why... This is why I got the hell out of Iowa. I mean, the, the weather there is just ridiculous. It's out of control. It's I mean, we had crack. a hurricane go through yesterday. No branches down. It's 75 degrees and sunny right now. And look at me. I'm wearing, I'm in like island gear. It's I am November. quite envious. Okay, hold on. I got the daily forecast. These stupid app freaking ads, man. They piss me off. That's why well, we try God not to do too many ads here on thank Iowa. Thank God for Van Winkelstein. He's got the What do you, what do you got there, Matty? Matt, come on in. Uh, I want you to play... Play Brett McIntyre here for us. Well, it looks like a high of 34 on Saturday. Uh, cloudy skies, <laughs> winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. So, mm. slight Yikes. chance of rain, but oh, like- just pound the under. I'm telling you, like how? Uh, I I get it, and the Wisconsin rushing game deserves respect, but like, that's not what Iowa struggles against defensively. Like they'll be fine. This is 13 to 10. Whoever screws it up and has like a bad interception and gives your offense good field position, that's that's who wins the game. I'm just going back to last year's game, and it was split between Petrus and Padilla and Wisconsin. Graham Mertz only completed 11 passes and Wisconsin rolled. Now, this that was in Madison. It was different. But Iowa was ranked ninth in the country. They go in there – and they get their ass handed to them, 27 to 7. Petrus, 9 of 19, 93 yards. What a hit the, the under. 3 for 6, 39 yards. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa rushed it 30 times for 24 yards, while Wisconsin went for 166 yards on the ground. Hmm. Okay. I, I think that this is. My suspicion on this game, if I had to make a pick, and I, I'm not confident either way, is prepare for heartbreak. I think that this is a this is one of those Iowa Wisconsin games. It comes down to something fluky happening, and I think Iowa loses by like three. But that's that's just my gut. I think you have a more complete team with Wisconsin right now. I think they are energized with Leonard. They're just enough. They're just good enough on offense where I think they'll be able to move the ball a little bit. But I, I just 
this is really a prove it moment. And, and and I give so much credit to Petrus and the Iowa offense for what they were able to do last week. It was an incredible win. One of the better wins that we can remember in a while based on the scenarios going into it. Best but, win since they beat Penn State last season. Yeah. Okay. If you're asking yeah. me. But I'm just not all in believer that they can do that again. Because Purdue's, let's be honest about Purdue's defense, not great, right? Mm-hmm. They haven't and they were, done. They were really banged up, too. And if you look at what the Iowa offense has done, and they played really good defenses leading up to it, and you got a really good defense you're playing against here that hasn't traveled very well, but we'll see. They've been playing pretty good offenses. Uh, I objectively from the sky. I would play. I would take Wisconsin in a heartbreaking fashion, one way or another. But again, like doesn't this? It's just. I mean, Vegas said it's a it's a one and a half spread right now. It's a total toss up. Nobody knows who's feeling better about themselves right now, Iowa or Wisconsin. Probably Iowa, right? I, I think so too. Yeah, I, I mean, think Iowa is extremely confident right now. Yeah, I, I think. I think Iowa's, they think they've totally turned this thing around and they're going to run the table. Is that dangerous? I think that, that's what they think. With with Brian could Ferentz? be could be if you get smacked around a little bit early by Wisconsin. I, I, I'm kind of with you, Chris. I, I do think this game is going to come down to the final minutes. It's going to be tight the whole way. This might be like a nine six Illinois game. But who's who are you going to trust? Who's been better in these games the last decade? Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin is better at being Iowa than Iowa is. They are the team that consistently can out Iowa, Iowa. And in a you know cold weather, I just don't think you guys have windy. enough weapons and like tricks up your sleeve to trick this Wisconsin group. Again, it comes down to. But if the Iowa defense, if, if Cooper DeGene picks off Graham Mertz and Iowa's offense gets it on the 16, changes the whole game. Then you handicap it the completely other way. Like, that's what has to happen if Iowa's going to I don't know that they're even going or, to allow Mertz to throw the ball that much. I, I think that they might just try to line up and get three yards of carry. Three, four yards of carry, and let's keep moving it down the field. Low possession game. See if we can punch it. Because Wisconsin, of all the teams in the Big Ten, Wisconsin's been the team that's been able to do that against Iowa over the years. I mean, I'm going back. I'm thinking of like the 20, what was it, 2009 game or 2010 game at at Kinnick Stadium. where It ended up being a high-scoring game. Wisconsin was just running all over a a really good Iowa team, and it was the fake punt (laughs) that, that won the game for Wisconsin in the end. They've just... I have more trust in Wisconsin than I do in Iowa in these kinds of moments. And that's going to be the difference, I think, in my pick for this game. I'm right there with you, Chris. Iowa's really confident, but Wisconsin has been the team consistently year in and year out that's been able to do it against Iowa teams and Iowa teams that are better than this. Sure, the Wisconsin teams have been better than this, too. But they, like Iowa, have turned their season around and are feeling good. So it's, it's a fascinating matchup. As we mm. talked a little bit about on, on Monday, you've got a Wisconsin team that changed everything. They fired their head coach early in the season, and then they turned things around. And an Iowa team that didn't do jack squat, and they turned things around. Yeah. 
So two totally different ways of, of looking at this by these two programs that are very, very similar. Which one is going to come out on top in this toss-up game? Fascinating. We're talking a lot about trust there. I promise you guys can trust Circus Sports Iowa. You like that segue? If you want to get the best line, the best. I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, uh, we're going to be out at Circa for the Iowa Iowa State men's and women's basketball games coming up here uh, in like a month from now. But um, really fired up, really, really really fired up for that. But I want I want all of you to do this if you are into sports betting here in the great state of Iowa, and you haven't downloaded the Circa Sports Iowa app yet. Please do so. I promise you guys are going to see better lines. It, they don't have a bunch of the fiery like promo codes like, oh, we're going to give you plus 36% in the same game parlay. They don't do that crap because that is basically setting you up to lose your money. They give you better lines instead. Circus Sports Iowa. Check out my Locks podcast. Mike Palm will join me. And I'm going to ask him specifically about the Iowa under because it just it seems like a, a lock to me, but Palm Palm has a very good way of like telling me that I'm wrong and doing it in a nice way so he doesn't make me feel like a total idiot as well. So I will ask him specifically about that play. And if you guys ever actually want questions for Mike, you can you can send us messages at Iowa everywhere and I'll I'll be able to do that. He's a he's a brilliant man. Iowa State is a favorite going into Stillwater with a one and five record in the Big Twelve. Ooh to thunk it. Yeah, I mean that line to be did a little research on this because you know I love my power ratings and Iowa State really even throughout their losses Chris has just kind of stayed even the power ratings love the Cyclones still they've been they're the the UAB of the Big 12 you're right they've been right anywhere from 25 to 35 all year they haven't really peaked and it doesn't matter who they beat or lose to they've they've kind of stayed there um Oklahoma State has sunk like a rock the last couple of weeks as far as most of these power ratings go. Uh, very banged-up team. Very interesting game if you're John Haycock because you don't know who the Oklahoma State quarterback is going to be. Yeah, where are we at with Spencer Sanders? Right I now? don't think he's going to play. If he does, it will be a surprise to many. If he does play, it sounds like it's a shoulder, and I don't think he'll be – a hundred, a little bit like looking at like the Bills and Josh Allen right now. It's like if Josh Allen plays and he can't throw, like you know, is he Josh Allen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's kind of like Spencer Sanders in this scenario. Now I'm clearly referencing the opponents from my two favorite teams going into the weekend, but very similar. They started a true freshman last week. He throws three interceptions. Did move the ball around against Kansas. Uh, the other guy at play is Mike Gundy's son. We thought he would get the start last week. He did not. But the key here to me, I think Iowa State's defense is going to be fine no matter who plays. Uh, you know They're a top 10 defense in the country. And you know what a Mike Gundy offense is built to do. Mike Gundy's not going to change things up too much offensively. It's not like they have you know, an elite running back, an elite offensive line. That, that's not really what they do right now. To me, it comes down to this beaten up Oklahoma State defense. Here's a stat for you. On the season, allowing 186.4 rushing yards per game, 103rd nationally. In the last three games, they're giving up 251 rushing yards per game. 
And it comes down to Iowa State has to take advantage of this. And if they don't, then they don't deserve to win and they don't deserve to go to a bowl game. If you can't run the football on this team right now, mail it in for the season. I think that they will. I think that they will. Because if if you can run the football for 175 yards, man, Hunter Deckers is a different quarterback. And that's the key. You can't turn the damn football over on the road. It's That's the same thing with Iowa. Game. Look, look yeah. what Iowa did. They started running the football. All of a sudden, Spencer Petrus looks decent. He's able yeah. to, he's able to, you know, find open receivers. He's able to stand back there in the pocket. Doesn't collapse. Yeah, it and your play calling is a damn hell thing. a lot easier when you can run the football too. Everything becomes easier. It's 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 you have to do it you you have to be able to run the football if you're going to win games if you're going to set your team your especially your quarterback up for success offensive line has to move some people around extremely important chris it sounds to me like you think iowa state's going to go in there and roll i think so yeah i i kind of started to think this in the middle of last week i thought the west virginia game was the big hurdle and the reason i say that oklahoma state's better than west virginia clearly this game is on the road But it was a little bit like the Northwestern game for Iowa, where it's like it's it's hard to go from zero to a hundred. They hadn't had any success on offense. They needed to blow the lid off of that thing and feel good about themselves. I if you had asked me in the third quarter last week against West Virginia, I probably would have thought, no, I still don't think that they win because they're just they're not finishing drives. They're moving the football a little bit, but it's not a lot better. Finally, I feel like this group has a little bit of confidence, and now you're going to Stillwater against a team that's one and three in its last four. It's completely banged up, and I've said it all year that being able to run the football is the key. And I know that there have been other aspects, Chris, where where we thought that against Oklahoma, right? You should be able to run the football against this team coming off of a bye. They couldn't. They were awful. I think they have enough confidence now and they're facing the right opponent where I, I said it the other day. I think Cartivius Norton has his breakout game here where he goes over a hundred yards, a couple of touchdowns and we'll see, but I'm, I'm very bullish on Iowa state here. I don't, I thought they would be favored in this game, which surprised a lot of people. But again, I referenced the Oklahoma state power ratings just keep going down and that is for a reason. And I've, the sharp money in Vegas is all over Iowa State heading into this one as well. You're going to see a lot of public money from people who don't follow it very closely, and they're going to be like, well, well, Oklahoma State was ranked last week, and they're at home, and they're getting points, and people will pound it, and that generally makes me want to go the other direction. That's exactly where I was going with you. This reminds me, there have been so many times where I have seen a line, and last week was one of those times. This reminds me of Oklahoma State going into Kansas last week and Oklahoma State being an underdog. And I saw that line and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. How? They're getting, Oklahoma State's getting three and a half points against a Kansas team that's kind of falling apart a little bit. And I'm telling you, 90% of the time you think that. You, you think that, wow, a one in five team going to a, a, a team that, that was ranked last week and in the top 10 a couple of weeks ago and, and their favorite boy, I'm 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 riding with Oklahoma State. Ninety percent of the time, yeah, it doesn't work out that way. Ninety mm-hmm. percent of the time, it is that team that's somehow favored that ends up winning the game. And that this this is a classic case of that because the public money has to be all over Oklahoma State. If you don't really know these teams, no, if all you know blindly. is oh, I'm familiar with Oklahoma State, 
They've been in the top 25 a lot this season. Iowa State was 0-5 in conference play. They're under 500 overall. Now, give me Oklahoma State. They're 5-0 and at home. This has this has Iowa State written all over it. That's why I, I, I pay attention more to odds makers than I do pundits. And, and the reason – because they don't really care – obviously like when you come to hiring and firing a coach and like your program and as a fan fans care about the record right what's what's the record of your team are you winning or losing right that's all you care about you want to win odds makers it's all about numbers to them and the my favorite odds maker that i read his notes described iowa state this week as quote desperately unlucky when it comes to like how the number now they're still one and five, right? Like you can't mm-hmm. debate that. But this odds maker is saying, I don't care about that. I'm looking at where one team is going and where he thinks the other one that's a relatively young football team with an elite defense is going. So listen, I don't think Iowa State's like this massively different team than it was three weeks ago. I really don't. I think that you're playing a, an opponent at a really good time. And I also don't think that Iowa State was ever really as bad as 0-5 would indicate, even though they lost the games, right? They, that's, a, that's a bold 0-5 makes you look like a terrible football team. When you have that good of a defense, Iowa fans would know as much as anybody. Like You're always in the games. And now you got to see, can that offense take the next step? I think they're able to run the football. I think they win by double digits on the road this week. Boy, I, I was just going to step in and say I think they win by double digits, and I thought I was going to be the one making a big statement. But no, you came in first. We're, we are in lockstep on both of these games. I don't know if that's good or bad. We ha- we haven't been that way, I don't think, all season. No. We think Wisconsin's going to beat Iowa in a tight one, and we think Iowa State is going to win by double digits and just run all over Oklahoma State. This is going to be the difference in getting to a bowl game, getting bowl eligible or not. I will say this, this, this too, is the game. on that, regardless of your opinion on it, I think Connor Ferguson for us at Cyclone Fanatic, he's kind of our Hang like, on, are you going to talk about how they're going to go to a bowl even if they only win five games? Oh, I think they'll get invited for sure <sighs> because they're APR. I'm so sick of that garbage. Uh, yeah, everybody has their own opinions on it. I'm telling you that I think because they're let, a top 20 APR team. I get it. I get it. There's too many bowl games. Unless There's they cancel bowl games, which is possible. Because I think it's very possible this year that they could cancel some of these. Why? Because the bowls are going to look like we're in a recession. Not, there's not going to be a lot of people buying tickets. Is there is there a precedent for this? Has I mean, this ever happened before? I, hey, you know what? Well, we, we're not going to hold this bowl game this year. You saw how easy it was during COVID for them to just be like, well, screw it. Yeah, I'm saying that I think this could be a breaking point type of year where there are reports out there, Chris, that there could be like six to eight, five and seven teams that needed to play in bowl games to fill slots this year. That's unprecedented. We've seen two or three. We've never seen close to 10, five and seven teams. All I'm telling you is if that if it gets to that, hopefully I don't think so. I think Iowa State will get the six. But I I do think that they will be one of the first because their APR score is in the top twenty, which is what it goes off of. 
We so. are so upside down in these bowl games. And, and people will, some people will argue and say, why do you care? What's the, what, what, why do you care that a team is going to get more practice and, and get to play in another game? I, I, I care still because you, you still have all these teams out there, these programs that hold going to a bowl game up on this pedestal. Like, yeah, and they'll oh give God, us well, the we, stupid we stats. We made a bowl game. Yeah. We made a bowl, or, or we... We played in a January bowl game. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> the Birmingham Bowl. Yeah, you, you might play in a game. <laughs> Sorry, I don't yeah. want to shit all over your town. <laughs> Didn't they used to <laughs> play the there, Birmingham Bowl like January 3rd, and they pe- uh, teams well, would claim it's a January bowl game? Uh, yeah, I, it's just it's so far from the, the college football that, that we grew up loving. And maybe, maybe things will change a little bit once we get this expanded playoff. I... I don't mind these six-win teams going and getting a reward and playing in a bowl game. What I mind is that we haven't really adjusted how we reward coaches and programs for getting to bowl game. It is not some great accomplishment. It, it's it's not. And it, it used to be. It really did. It used to be you needed to win nine games to get to a bowl game. Now it's well, you know what? Next year it might be well, you know, well, four and eight. I know they're not bowl eligible, but four and eight. We need another team, and and they've got a bunch of smart kids. Their APR scores through the roof. Let's bring in four and eight Texas Tech. Give me a break. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, uh, Fairway. Uh, they got the party trays. What's that? If you're watching, having a football game, watch where you, you can go in there and like the meat and cheese, it's all cut up for you. Oh, so yeah. You don't have to screw around with that at home. Oh, like a charcuterie board or what? Yeah, but that was a very elitist way to say a football party tray. Are you talking like prosciutto and sausage and salami? No, and I'm talking about and- ham and turkey. You a ham guy or a turkey guy? What do you prefer? Well, if I had to choose, it's definitely ham. I only eat turkey one day of the year and it's Thanksgiving. That's it. It's the only day I'll put turkey. What's your in problem my with system. turkey? What do you have a issue? Uh, it's so you're just, a ham guy. Uh, it's a little gamey to me. Um, ham. I've kind of soured on ham. Really? I'm more of a roast beef guy now. Really? Roast beef, pastrami. Yeah. I like pastrami. Roast beef sucks. What do you mean? I, it's just I don't know. It's got to be the perfect type of roast beef. I'm, to be well, good. I'm sure they've got the perfect type of roast beef at the Fairway Meat. It time. always creeps me out because it's like you look at it and it's very like. It's got all the colors in it. Mm-hmm. What's wrong yeah. with that? I don't know. It just creeps me out. What the hell is wrong with you, Williams? What is wrong with you only eating turkey one day out of Cre- the year? Creeps me out. I've got all these colors in my roast beef. It just looks too good. Hey, did you see the, the, the tweet from Joe Pick last no. night? No. No. Who's He said... Uh, he, Oh, oh the one who basically is canceling you because of your take on steaks? He said, had enough talk from Chris Hassel missing out on good meat from fairway stores that I needed to grab some steak here in Omaha. No trucker hats, but good steak. We got a young man into the fairway meat department. Got That's, some what I like to see. That's what I like to see. Look there at that. Is. Old Joey Unbelievable. Thank And that That's awesome when you guys can let our advertisers know that you're using their product because of the show. So thank you so much for that. All right. Let's get to let's highlight a couple other games and then do our top three. Dude, it's a huge week in the Big Twelve, man. You got one versus two and two versus three. Yeah. Huge, huge games outside of that Iowa State game. Yeah, so you're referencing 
uh, number four TCU at number eighteen Texas. Another one where this one will be a really. Inter- I'm gonna pull up circa and see where we're at. Last I saw, the line was seven. Texas favored by seven. So Texas wins that game, and it's it's looking more and more like we'll get a rematch of that game in the Big Twelve Championship. So I I don't know if I'll bet this game, but if it gets above seven, I think it's worth throwing a little scratch on TCU. When it was down below, like it, it was one of those games where I'm like, that's a sign, right? That the fact that the power ratings in Vegas has. But TCU, here's a stat for you. In the fourth quarter, this goes two ways. In the fourth quarter of the last four games, they've outscored opponents 55 to 14. Okay. But but are you going to keep that up? <laughs> yeah. But you're flirting with danger every time you have to make mm-hmm. these fourth quarter comebacks. And now you're going against a Texas team. They had a lot of new guys with transfer portal and all that. Uh, it's later in the year. It, as long as he's not a complete imbecile, any team that has that many new guys should be getting better when you get towards the end of the year. This is a highly emotional game for both sides uh, because of the proximity and whatnot. And I believe it's a night game. Game day is going to be there. The key with Texas is always like you want to catch them at 11 a.m. when their fans don't care. Mm -hmm. These night games are different there. I've been to them before. Iowa State was playing for a spot in the Big 12 championship a handful of years ago and just got clobbered in that place, and it was on fire. I've seen it at 11. I've seen it at 6. Completely different atmosphere. Nonetheless, I just have a hard time writing TCU off in this one. They have won their games, right? It may not be pretty all the way, but they're not – they're a good football team, and you have a veteran quarterback, fifth-year guy – Athletes all over the field. If this gets above seven, I would I'd probably lay a unit down and just take the points. But certainly Texas has all the flavor in this one. What do you, what do people think nationally when you when you've talked about this game on HQ? I think people are just ready for TCU to lose and just get them out of there. I kind of like, like it's Clemson kinda, last I, week and in Iowa in twenty fifteen. Just kind of just just get them out of the way so we can stop talking about them and 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 pretending like they're a potential playoff team and i think that's i I think that's going to happen this week but you've got kansas state and baylor and that game's going on at the same time that game kicks off at six central tcu texas 6 30 central kansas state and baylor fans are going to be rooting for tcu to give texas its third conference loss and then, if that happens, the winner of that Kansas State Baylor te- uh, game is going to be alone in second place. But if Texas wins that game, it all of a sudden becomes difficult for a Kansas State, a Baylor, to catch Texas and and get to that conference championship game. So it's it's um, it's really going to be an interesting Saturday night in the in the Big Twelve. After that Iowa State game is done, two really interesting games to watch. I think Baylor I think Baylor's figured it out. They were my pick to win the league in the non conference and they got yeah, three kinda, straight wins now. Yeah, they, they kind of feel like they've got that swagger back. But here we go, missing. Chris. Nine, number nineteen Kansas State this week, number four TCU next week. Yep. And they finish at number eighteen Texas. So yeah. they're gonna have to earn Brutal. it. If they're gonna get there, they're gonna have to earn it. Bru I, I can't see them going three and in those three games, but I 
Kansas State is they just they're the most impossible team to sit there and try and pick their games because they are they, anytime you zig they zag like and it's been this way throughout the Bill Snyder era. Chris Kleiman seems to be playing into that. Uh, two, you're right. Two fascinating games. We got Purdue at Illinois. We already kind of covered that one. Man, I Illinois is these teams that have like these elite defenses and bad offenses are just like. It's a tough watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why it's, it's like if watch. Purdue plays – if like let's say Purdue like goes in and plays really well on offense. Like they'll win by 10. But I just I, – I don't know. I don't know what this one – the two Big Ten West games this week, I'm – I am fully conceding that I have no idea what's going to happen. You're, you're all over Illinois. A couple odds makers that I follow are all over Illinois too. So that seems to be where smart minds are, are headed. What's going to happen – if Illinois gets to the Big Ten championship game when they face Michigan or Ohio State? Probably what happened to Iowa last year. Of all the teams in the Big Ten West, which team is going to give Ohio State or Michigan the most trouble? When they're playing their best, I would say Purdue. Because hmm. they can score. Yeah, I, I, I kind of felt the same way. Uh throughout most of this season on the way they're playing now they're not the last though. couple of games yeah because yeah. they're the team that can score and the other teams they've there's just no way you're going to keep an ohio state or a michigan under 25 it's illinois right like right now i don't know probably i i think it's either illinois or wisconsin i i don't know about wisconsin i with with the with the change the problem is they, they did play ohio state earlier this season they got their ass kicked and and that's one of the reasons that they fired their coach. It was 52-21. But we'll see. We have Nick Saban versus Lane Kiffin. Alabama at Ole Miss. You know the last time that Bama lost back-to-back games? No. 2013. It's been a while. It is uh, the conventional wisdom tells you that they bounce back here. Well, yeah. Have you seen the line? They're favored by almost two touchdowns Correct. at Ole Miss. Correct. There is a little bit of murmuring nationally that we talked about this on Monday. Well, this is one of our our topics that we hit that the Bama dynasty could be sputtering here just a little bit, just a little bit. And I, the only the only I think they still have a chance to get to the playoff. So to me, like Saban's going to be tooting that horn. LSU's got to lose twice for them to get to the SEC championship game. Yeah, but I think a two-loss Bama team could not get you, to the you SEC. Think, you think a two-loss yeah. Bama team that doesn't make, I don't know. I think man, the committee so is that much bad. would have to happen. I think the committee's that crazy. Look at last week. We not like <laughs> They would take a two-loss Bama over a one-loss TCU that won the Big 12. Yes, but you're also going to have to factor in the likely one-loss Michigan or one-loss Ohio State. And you're probably going to have a one-loss team in the Pac-12 as well. Bama lost at Tennessee and at LSU in like the most excruciating yeah. ways possible. Yeah. Like It's not like they slipped up against Arkansas. I'm telling you, you're underestimating the SEC bias in this committee. I just think it's a it is a long shot. I, I like less than five percent. I think that 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 happens because you you have to have. 
Obviously, TCU has to lose. And all right. All of those Pac-12 teams have to lose another game. Let's take a one-loss Michigan. Let's say just you, There's no way they're getting in over a one-loss Michigan. Hypothetically, hear me out. One-loss Michigan loses by 14 to Ohio State. Yeah. Who runs the table, wins the Big Ten, and they're in the championship. Michigan over Alabama every day. Dude. You, no way. Come on. This is Michigan. We're not talking about Put yourself in the committee, though. You know, it may, maybe if it's you an 11-1 and one Iowa or, or, uh, or you know, 11-1 and one, pff, whoever in the Big Ten. It's Michigan. Your boys, who you interview on HQ, yeah, and I think any really strong football minds would make the point, again, Chris, are you taking the four best teams? But it, or, it's not. If, if Michigan, okay. I'm telling you, there's going to be I, the all only sorts way, of... The only way Talk. that could happen is if Michigan loses by like 40 points to Ohio State. What if it's 17? No. Is a 17 loss point loss to Ohio State more valuable or last second losses to at Tennessee and at LSU? No, man. 11 and 1 Michigan over 10 and 2 Bama. You're giving this committee too much credit, I'm telling you. You're a Big Ten guy. You haven't been stuck by him a million so, times like we have. So what do you You're giving put, him too much credit, bro. What do you put the chances of an, a 10-2 and two Alabama team that doesn't win its own division? What are the chances that they get into the playoff? I'm saying less than 5%. I'd say 10 to 15%. Okay, well, you're not that much more 15%. than 15%. Yeah, you, you were talking like it was 50%. No, not, no, I'm just – I think if it comes down to the scenario we just laid out, did I? if it comes down to that scenario – it's more like 50-50 that they would take Bama over Michigan. I truly believe. Actually, I, I would up it. 60% they would take Bama, 40% You're they would insane. take Michigan. You are out of You're, your goddamn gore. You are giving this committee way too much credit. It's No, I'm not. I'm really not. It's just that, oh, come on. If they lose by 14 at Ohio State, and you got them going. You got them just totally being bypassed by a Bama team with two losses. Not with two losses, with a last-second kick. That's two losses against Tennessee, and a two-point conversion at LSU. It not all losses are created equal. Unfortunately, I think there's a good chance that the, the college football playoff is going to be Georgia, it, Tennessee, Michigan, Ohio State. I think and what I always like potentially to do, two rematches. If and if I was. I like to look at it this way, and again, I'm not on the committee, so it doesn't matter. But I like to know who you beat, too, not just who you lost to. Like, that's important to me. Look at Michigan's non-conference I know, schedule. man. It's it's the worst They've, non-conference schedule I've ever seen. So that, like, to me, is a good opportunity for the committee to stick it to them and say, schedule somebody. Who is Bama's uh, non-conference game? Because I think they... They I mean, always have, play... Some Texas, but, uh, didn't they? They beat Texas. They went on the yeah, road and beat Texas. Texas. So, so that that is a that's a feather in their cap there. And Texas, and you, that that win is looking pretty good. It's holding up because and Texas you've got all these SEC wins that they'll have. It's if we, all right. The more we talk about this, if it gets to a one loss Michigan mm-hmm. in the two loss Bama, seventy five percent they take Alabama. Jeez, you're really. The I more I talk that. about this out loud, the more the more I believe where I'm going. But see, I think you're giving the committee too much credit. You, you say <laughs> I'm giving them too much credit. You're giving them too much credit. You you really think they're going to dig into Michigan's non-con 
and the quality of wins and all that. I I don't think they will. That might be the worst non-conference schedule in the history of Power 5 football. I think it is. I've been saying that all year. I I don't think that Michigan could have scheduled three worst teams to play in the non-conference. 85% if it comes down to that scenario. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do our... Top three games of the weekend, baby. I'll start with mine. I've been looking forward to this one. It's a it's a crime that game day is not there. My green wave of Tulane hosting UCF. I'm really disappointed that all three of our games are at the same time because I really want to watch. What time are you? Are you at 2.32? Yes. Gee, many Christmas. I know. It's, it's like there's too many games in that window. Yeah, I wish that they would spread them out more. That that's the biggest window for games in college football for some reason. Spread them out. Put put a sprinkle a few more at noon. Why don't we stagger them? Yeah, like why couldn't like Fox be like, hey, we're gonna start our games at ten thirty. They could if they wanted to. You know, and like they do start their late afternoon game at, at four Eastern. So it's like the NCAA basketball tournament where all these games are ending at different times. But these networks are all competing, so they don't mm-hmm. they don't want to help each other. But yeah, fascinating game when it comes to the group of five. I love Tulane. Phenomenal story. I'm heartbroken still that they lost that Southern Mississippi game <laughs> after beating Kansas State. It was a classic letdown spot, but he they it, it's been such an impressive coaching job. They were playing a third string quarterback for a while, and they keep rolling. So I'm locked into UCF and Tulane. That is my favorite game of the weekend by far. Just a sneaky one right here, okay, as we move on to number two. We got Georgia at Mississippi State. Mm, okay. You think that one might be interesting? Just sneaky. Uh, you know, I think Georgia's clear cut. I'm not too concerned about it. They're like a 17-point favorite, but it's Leach, right? Did you hear Leach? I, th- I think he talked about the f- the players' fat girlfriends again. Yeah, yeah, he did game. that after the game. Last week, he's he, he hates his wide receivers. He yeah, he, he took all their chairs down. Yeah, he won't the let them sit. Kicked them all down. Had and this is stand up. A week after he was talking about how they don't have hands, <laughs> and he was comparing them to like dinosaurs out there. Uh-huh. It, it, this game is just sneaky enough where okay, Georgia's. You could be a little sleepy going into going into Mississippi State. I'll keep an eye on it, and I love hey, you Leach. know what. Here, here here's the problem. Georgia loses that game, they still control their fate. You're right. They'd still, if they went out, get into the playoff. If if what's a better resume? A loss, eleven and one with a loss at Mississippi State, or ten and two with last second losses at Tennessee and at LSU. You're talking about two losses compared to one there, Christopher. I, I get I'm still, it. I just, I'm still of the opinion that loss, you still have to win your game. I know which and, team and, would be favored. extra loss really matters. I know if, if Alabama played Michigan, one team would be like a 10-point favorite over the other. I don't think so. I, you don't I think don't so? I don't think so, man. No, no. Okay. I'm not saying Michigan would be favored, but it's not going to be more than a possession. Uh, it would be at least yeah, ask, ask, Ask Paul. I will. I will. I'll do that. I, I think it would be six. Oh, I pound Bama. neutral field. We've seen these big, we've seen these Big Ten teams against these elite SEC teams. We know what happens. I think you're giving Alabama too much credit. I don't okay. think Alabama is. is yeah, is they're not Georgia as complete. Georgia level. 
they're not as complete as they have been. I no doubt about that. Uh, the third one, Florida State at Syracuse. Couple teams going different directions right now. Syracuse had a tough schedule though. They've this is the meat of their schedule. How do they bounce back? And then I'm just really interested in Mike Norvell and Florida State. It feels like Chris he is turning that program around. I think a lot of people probably got a little too amped up when they beat LSU in the first game. LSU's much better now. Uh, than yeah, they were. but I mean, look how good that win. Yeah, looks it looks great. Now. Uh, they lost a couple of those games in the meat of their schedule. People get down on them a little bit, but they've mm-hmm. recovered nicely. Yeah, it's too and, bad. I'd love to see them have still have a chance to win to yeah. win the ACC. They don't. I'm looking more in the future. I feel like he that Norvell's a really good coach, and this could be a Florida State team in the next two years that is winning ACC championships and maybe in the playoff conversation. So I got that one circled for Saturday as well. All right. Top three for me. <laughs> what the hell is this? Woo! <laughs> Liberty at UConn, baby. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Look, it's a it's a shame that Liberty is not in the college football playoff rankings. They're 19th in the AP, and they're not ranked in the college football playoff rankings. This this team is 8-1, and one, with a win, mind you, over UAB. Their only loss is to Wake Forest at Wake by one point when Wake was ranked 19th in the country. That's it. And UConn, oh... They are one win away from bowl eligibility somehow. I mean, this was Jim one of Mora. the worst teams in the country. They've yeah. won four of five. They, they were like talking about canceling the program a few years ago. Yeah. They were just going to shut it down. They've won four of five, and, and they're at home. And this is one of those like UConn wins, and they'll come out on the field, tear down the goalposts kind of games. So I, I think the spread is about two touchdowns Liberty favored by. Liberty's got a lot to prove. They want to get into the rankings. They want to be in the running for that group of five. Well, they're not group of five. They're independent, but they could get an invite to the New Year's Six if they went out. So that's one of my games. Next did one. You, real quick, did you yeah. ever go to a game in stores when you lived out there? The first college football game I called was at UConn. It was Tulane at UConn. Really? You would have been in this. If you Imagine you being at that. You'd be in the stands with your hands in your pants with the green wave playing at, oh, yeah. at UConn. Be amazing. Me on the call. Oh, doesn't get any better than that. You can drink um, at those games too, right? Don't they sell alcohol? I believe so. It's not. It's not. They, campus, the Psy so. got assaulted out there one year. That's right. They broke Psy's leg. Yeah, arm. Whatever. Arm. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, my next game is a game we've we've talked about already. Purdue at Illinois. If if Purdue can pull off this upset, it opens everything up for Iowa. And yeah, no Purdue, doubt. for that matter, and Wisconsin in the Big Ten. All of a sudden, the Big Ten West is anybody's game because Illinois has to go to Michigan next week. If Illinois wins this game, it's over. Book it, Illinois, to the Big Ten championship game, and Iowa won't be able to get there. Although they have a chance, they would still have a chance to to get that trophy that Gary Bardo can give Kirk Ferentz. Because even if you tie and don't go to hey, the Big Ten championship game. maybe he get another game, extension. He might. <laughs> he, there's definitely something written into his contract about, I, I'm sure he gets a bonus for bowl games. I'm sure he gets oh, yeah. a bonus for a Big Ten West championship. That's another thing that's stupid about, it's why all these coaches want the NCAA tournament to be. Yeah. They, they, these five and seven teams, I'm sure the coaches still get they their still bonuses. Get 
They still get those bonuses, Chris. They do. And my other game to watch, LSU at Arkansas. LSU, number seven in the country. They're thinking playoff. If they win out, if they're the SEC champion and they beat Georgia, they're in the playoff. No doubt. God, Brian Kelly. He's a... That some bitch can coach, man. He is. Arkansas just lost at home to Liberty. Okay. Bounce back. Arkansas is only getting three points here. This is going to be a this really is, interesting game. I would bet on Arkansas just blindly. It's a, and and then that if LSU loses this game, then that does open up a potential for Alabama or Ole Miss to get to the SEC championship game. So those are my three games to watch this week. The Kiffin Saban thing's just so great too. How Lane will just like needle him and I my um since I've been going to Alabama so much, I've gotten to know some of the people down there that are really close with Alabama, like the spotters and the stats guys that that also work at the Alabama games and a couple of them are convinced that Lane Kiffin is the coach in waiting there and that's why he's not going to take the Auburn job. Oh, really? He's going to take over for Saban eventually. Wow, man! I wanted them to go to Nebraska so bad, just to watch him harass you guys. Need that's the one way I could potentially kind of root for Nebraska is if Lane Kiffin was ever the head coach there. Oh yeah, I just like Kiffin. He he's a great story. We got to wrap it up, but like he never. Because of his name, he didn't deserve. He shouldn't have ever been put right. in the situations that he was early on. He was There's immature. Your nepotism. He was a dick, and now he's like matured into this guy, and he's just he's comfortable in his own skin, and he's yeah, learned. Well, like, I wouldn't say he's matured. He's not that mature. I, I've I've compared to ten times. years ago, but yes, and and he knows who he is now. He's yes. got his identity, and he's fine with who he is, and it's it's really likable. Yes, I like him a lot. I'm I'm rooting for him, but I don't think I. Yeah. Anyways, hey, we show. didn't talk basketball at all. Uh, we haven't. We just don't have time. Our show. Yeah. We. Just, I, I'm fine with that, man. It's it's still early. I'm yeah. fine. Honestly, I'm fine with Iowa and Iowa State playing shit teams right right now because yeah. I don't like. Let's just see who they are the first few weeks. I don't want to. I just want to dip in and out, not worry about the games, play tougher opponents in a few weeks. Like, I don't yeah. want to have to worry about basketball, right? I feel like we're watching open practices yes. right now. Is I mean, the team Iowa State played on Monday night was the was top five worst team I've ever seen come to Hilton. <laughs> and I've been doing this 20 years. Like, I that's saw just, Sans, Stansbury tweeted something like that, It was too. bad. It was, And then that same team, easy money last night. They were at Drake. Drake covered the 26 easily in that one. I tried watching the Iowa game. I had it on for like five minutes and it's just like <laughs> i i heard the announcer say you know they and there's fran mccaffrey it is his 13th season at iowa i tell you all fran mccaffrey does is win that's <laughs> all he does that's, that's what he said uh, look uh, he won the big 10 championship uh, tournament championship last season great he's I, I would say all Fran McCaffrey does is develop, man. He, he's an incredible no developer. Doubt. The guys he's developed, it's amazing. I, I don't know that I would go as far as to say all he does is win at this point. What all about he does you, is win, wait, 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 win, win, no matter what. I think I know what you think of that, but what what what, did, what, what, what would your reaction be to hearing an announcer say that about I was going to say except in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> 
Yeah, very true. I mean, he's got to get over that. Like I, and they've got to yeah. get to a Sweet Sixteen at some point. Like at this point, like, even if you only win eighteen games in the regular season, if you win a couple in the tournament, that's all that matters at this point. You win. Yeah. I mean, take an eighteen-win regular season over a twenty-six. Look at Iowa State last season. year; they're eight and ten in the conference, but mm-hmm. they go to a Sweet Sixteen, and it's an overwhelming yep. success, right? And yep. that's like where I handicap and look at Iowa State this year with that league. Get to eighth. If you can get eighth in the Big Twelve, you're going to play in the NCAA tournament. That's it. Mm-hmm. Get to eighth out of ten teams. Yeah, but your RPI is going to be so high. I know because of that league that you'll be in the tournament. It's a meat well, grinder. Ex- it's, it, it is a fairway meat grinder. <laughs> well played. Matty Van Winkle, thank you so much for your production. Good show, Has. We'll be watching Stadium 230. No, okay. Won't. I probably have won't. to watch that game later. I won't lie. <laughs> probably watch too that many game good later. games at 230, including, uh, including Iowa and Iowa State. All right. I uh, love you guys. Appreciate you for watching, listening, sharing our content. Thanks to Fairway for presenting two guys named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.